have I got a story for you. There's always a quiet, reserved, some would say shy, and maybe insult him and say lurking, person around. Maybe his hand is always stroking his beard, his eyes always looking around, his mind seeming to wander, his mouth rarely open, which makes him appear, to those who don't know him, as antisocial. Just know, dear listener, our guest is not. But first, a word from today's sponsor, AndrePsyche.com. AndrePsyche.com is the cute, quaint corner store boutique with all sorts of neat and original merchandise you had no idea existed because Google's out to get them. Let me give you a little preview of the plethora of potential purchases available. We've got literature, clothing, paintings, prints, accessories, poetry, and if he's a poet, he's also a musician. Best of all, you could get any custom gift that your soul desires. Because Andre Psyche is a freelance creator extraordinaire. So go to Andre Psyche and see what speaks to you. And if nothing does, speak with Andre. Just message him and he will create it. Nothing is just made. Everything is created on AndrePsyche.com. We're also brought to you by the Getting to Know You pod. Do us a favor. We need and appreciate your support. So take a moment right now and push the subscribe button, whether you're listening on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart, wherever. And while you're at it, if you could rate and review the Getting to Know You pod, especially on Apple, it would be much appreciated. How else can you support this podcast? Thank you for thinking of that. You can go to our Patreon dot com search getting the number two no the letter u pod all one word and become a subscriber it's for as little as two dollars a month you can also friend follow the getting to know you pod on instagram facebook and twitter just search us up it's all one word and finally we are looking for sponsors and advertisers so if you or someone you know has a business or brand and would like to expand your market reach consider partnering with us we get to know people from all around the world. Podcast is downloaded in over 40 countries and 47 states in America. So, if you or someone you know are looking to get more traffic to your site, more followers on your social, more purchases of your product, more clicks on your whatever, just message us. And now, getting to know you. Hello. Getting to know you. Getting to know I'm going to do a terrific show today. Getting to like you, getting to hope you like me. Because I'm good enough. Getting to know you, putting it my way, but nicely. I'm smart enough. You are precisely. And doggone it. My cup of tea. On today's show, we are getting to know Kyle. Kyle, who was kind enough from the land of Twitter to uh, come on the Getting to Know You pod. Kyle, I appreciate you helping me uh, test some audio out, and um, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I kind of wanted to start here. How much do you interact with like Facebook people, Instagram people, and Twitter people? Um, basically, just Twitter right now, and I... I joined Twitter just to, to do the cyberpunk um, photo contest and then just 
what happened there? What's the cyberpunk photo contest? I've never heard of that. Oh, I don't know. CD Projekt Red just said, go out and take screenshots and the best ones will win. Would win what? Uh, I believe uh, different things. Um, a chair, a computer, <laughs> um, some other stuff. Okay. And why was that? Like, that was enough to get you on Twitter? You weren't on Twitter before that? No. Yeah, they said you, you had to post on Twitter or some other ones but you know okay because <laughs> well, what i was thinking is i feel like different personalities gravitate towards different social media platforms and i'm trying to i don't have a theory yet and in your twitter is it handle description port i don't know what it would be called the thing at top of your twitter um you're a science enthusiast so i was curious if you had some theories as far as the social media sciences and like personality types or yeah, I guess it would just be personality types or types of people that gravitate towards social, certain social medias. Hmm. Deep thought. I, I don't, I, I haven't really, I didn't really at first, I, I didn't really see a difference in any of them. You're all, they're all of them. You're just scrolling pictures and words. I'm not, I didn't know they were different, I guess. I feel like Twitter people are the ones I've gotten to speak to that I just meet randomly through Twitter. I'm not saying you are, but they're definitely snarkier and more like smart assy. Like if one of the three were going to be a troll or we're going to poke the bear or we're just going to like try to say shit, it's Twitter. Maybe it's because they know it's hard for someone to reply back with a huge message. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. That's, it, right? Yeah, it's just easier to get your shot off and then you can't get a bunch yeah, of stuff. I've never thought of this before. I, I didn't think of them as, as different until yeah. just, you know. Um, no, I, I feel like Facebook is definitely more business oriented and Instagram seems to be the more you can just come across somebody who's doing a bunch of cool shit and is like highlighting it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's, I don't know, I don't know what I was doing on these platforms and I guess, I don't <laughs> Are you on Instagram or Facebook or are you solely Twitter? No, not anymore. I deleted them. How uh, did you really? Months. Yeah. I just, I had to separate some things. Tell me about it. I'm curious, man, because I see that shit trending on Twitter all the time. Delete Facebook, delete Facebook, you know, and the data breaches and everything. But um, what made you actually delete? I guess just everybody was fighting. It was just fighting, which I guess is what you said Twitter was. I don't <laughs> – Right? I guess yeah. it just depends on who you're following or who you're – who you're, uh, yeah, I guess interacting with, I don't know, uh, but it was just, uh, uh, you know, leading up to the election and the pandemic and just, I just could not do the extra craziness that was taking place. As in you couldn't like help yourself from responding and people were getting pissed at you or it was just fucking oh, with you like mentally, like it was draining. Mentally. 
just mentally because you know you see something and then I mean I stopped arguing online probably six years ago around when when my wife and I had our daughter <laughs> smart move <laughs> and I, I don't know uh but it does that doesn't mean I'm not just still arguing in my head constantly um so maybe that's the difference I, you know still still I don't know. It's weird that Facebook, I guess the saying is like, I got free rent in your head or something like that. You know, like I'm living rent free in your head. Yeah, I think I've heard something like that. Yeah, it like stays on your mind and you're like, why? Why am I still thinking about this if I'm not logged in or if I'm not going to say something? And did you have like Facebook triggers (laughs) that would get you heated and you almost had to walk away or you wanted to post and you did the whole like, nah, let me delete this before I hit enter. Mm. There's nothing specific. Just if it was oversimplified arguments that, you know, just there's a bigger picture than that. And this is, I don't know. What do you mean oversimplified? I don't know, sometimes it's easy, I think, to oversimplify, you know, to, I mean, I, I love memes, but <laughs> it, you can also oversimplify and make a problem seem simpler than it is with um, uh, most. Polarization type shit. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, that you know, I I hadn't thought of that either. But memes really, they really do simplify complicated things, man. You take yeah. my favorite. You take the two snapshots. Um, so what did I see? I was scrolling through one about protests and one about like looting, and it's like this is protests and it looks angry as hell, and this is looting and it looked peaceful as hell, and you're like, I don't know if all the protests fit into that snapshot. And I don't know if looting fits into that snapshot. Yeah. Yeah. Just about how like media portrays things or, or um, the influence, the, the bias it's, you lose all the nuance because you just get the post. You just get the picture. You can't, I mean, I'm not saying a meme can't convey properly, but there seem to be a lot of, misinformation memes well that's the beauty of them right there's no citation (laughs) there's no there's no like study that you could click on the meme and it takes you to it and you're like oh my god that came from (laughs) switzerland 12,000 people these scientists from geneva explained this wow look at that it's like nah man somebody just thought they had a clever picture and other people were picking that up it's all i hadn't thought about that that's a good point the memes were as funny as they are, they do oversimplify and it's um, like reinforces that you're right. Cause you just find, I'm sure you could Google and find any sort of meme to validate your point of view that you could just repost and you feel like you're right. I think you can certainly, have, well, first of all, I didn't hear, I heard the word meme from a book called virus of the mind huh. like eight years ago. So that was, that was just talking about how ideas spread. So, when I think of meme, it's not just pictures 
on the internet with some words, you know, it's, uh, I forget who, who was it? Richard Dawkins or somebody coined the term meme, but it's, it's a, a broader term for ideas, I believe. Um, I forget who I could look it up, but I don't know. Virus but, of the mind. I hadn't heard of that book. What was, that makes me feel sad. <laughs> Just hearing the word virus of the mind. What was that about? Just talking about how ideas spread, regardless of whether they are, you know, good or bad, they, they can be good at spreading. Gotcha. I guess probably about more than that, but it's been like forever since I read it. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that, actually talking to somebody the other day about how you can read like 300 pages of a book and that person got paid to make it. Somebody got paid to edit it. There was paid to publish it. And you walk away with like two sentences. That hey, you sometimes stick. that two sentences is the link needed or something, you know? <laughs> right. And it's, yeah. it reduces their hard work. I always feel bad when I can't pull more specifics <laughs> from the books, but I'm like, I really enjoyed it. What'd you enjoy about it? Uh, that the Comanches were pragmatic. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I'm glad you got those 358 pages read <laughs> yeah. for that one sentence. Do you, so you said you had a daughter. Do you, do you worry at all about her growing up with social media? Or you haven't gotten to that point in her life yet? Personally, I, I don't, I, you know, anything can be used for bad or for good. Um, I just, I just, I do worry about the future, but not because of any one particular thing, just more like we're humanities at each other's throats right now. And it seems more tense than I've ever felt it in my brief time here. <laughs> uh, you know, so I just... Yeah, I think about it, but it's not social media. It's us getting our shit together. Do you find that like face to face with people or do you find that just the social media as far as like at each other's throats? Uh, no, I don't see it at all in person. I mean, I, occasionally you see someone arguing or something at the store, but uh, no, it, it, around town, it seems fine. It seems like it's not even the thing, but. Yeah, which makes me wonder the whole polarizing thing. Like, I haven't run into anybody and they've shouted like, fuck you, you anti-truther, you know, or like just I don't meet the aggression, even like with drivers in traffic that I feel you can come across on social media, which makes me really wonder, like, is it is that aggression actually out there? Is it real or is it kind of just made up because people are people tend to click on aggressive things, right? Like that's the whole algorithm. People, yeah. it, it keeps you in. Fear sells and aggression keeps you clicking. It's very possible. Someone's someone's writing the words though, right? Or, well, maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is your daughter in school or is she like quarantined at home and having to do remote stuff? Um, she's doing remote stuff she, she actually could have gone back but she was just doing real good and i figured if if this experience is going to be a data point for people studying this event in the future i might as well just keep her on the same data point this year oh 
Interesting. Um, and she was doing great. And uh, yeah, so she'll be back in school next year after the summer. But she, she could have gone back, but she kind of got in a routine and she was doing good. So. And you said you had a daughter six. So is she six or seven? No, did I say six years ago? She's eight. Okay. So like eight years ago. I don't. Dude, yeah. the, the maturity to deal with remote learning, like the younger age. Actually, you know what? So I don't, you probably don't know this, but I'm a teacher. So I teach middle school, which oh, is okay. 11 to 14 year olds. And remote learning has been a fucking disaster, man. Like kids are falling off cliffs. They don't log in on time. They don't turn things in on time. If they're lost, they don't ask questions. You, They don't engage in Zooms. It, it's, it's, in my experience in the classrooms, it's nothing like learning in the classroom where you can monitor a kid, you can understand when they're lost, you can read the body language and be like, oh, you need a little bit of help. You can sense the frustration, you know, you can take a break when you need to. All the yeah. little nuances are completely lost. And um, it, I'm surprised to hear that a younger child could find success um, remote learning. I mean, I mean, I don't mean to say that she doesn't mess around you know <laughs> no she's an angel she has hard with stuff or hard time with stuff too but um yeah i, I mean certainly I, I think i would agree with you though probably at least with the technology we have now in person is um ideal yeah talk to me about the data point thing what were you thinking like if oh she's well gonna i mean i just point. i just assume that scientists are gonna look back on this year and maybe the year before and you know someone in the education you know, someone's got we got to be studying what the hell just happened right we, we're gonna have to study it and this you know this one human my daughter that was in school the whole time will be a data point for or in um remote, uh, remote. yeah yeah so i don't know it's just oh just and like yeah, right. So like when she takes the SATs, it'll be like students who were remote learners from the grades one and two exactly. scored blank on the SATs compared to students who were hybrid. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. What, um, what study do you picture it being? I know you've thought about it. <laughs> like career earnings? Uh, uh, honestly, no, kind of exactly what you just said was kind of my thought, but not necessarily SAT, but just looking back on, you know, these learners were in the whole time, they did this, whatever, you know, instead of, you know, switching the, uh, the experiment halfway through the experiment, just let the experiment finish. And yeah, even though it's not, well, every, it's all an experiment, isn't it? <laughs> Matrix there. Didn't really have over, didn't really have control over this experiment. God, that's so true. What's your, uh, it, it's interesting because a lot of times we want to define success and be like, oh, this was good for us or this was bad for us, but you can't have it unless you have like a definition. Do you have like a definition of, or a, a goal in mind of like, this would be success for my daughter in school? that she has more knowledge to help her navigate reality and had fun doing so. I mean, I think that's really what I want out of that. For yeah. yeah. Knowledge and happiness. Yeah. <laughs> Utopia. <laughs> yeah. And do you think the homeschool thing, how do you think it compares 
on that compared to someone who went back. Cause going back's a whole nother fucking stressor, man. You know, kids are worried about breaking rules. They got to have these, at least around me, got to have these masks. School doesn't feel like it was where home always felt like it was. Even in the pandemic, so, maybe you couldn't go out, but home felt like home the whole time. Yeah. So, so did you, did you, how long into the year? Wait, what was your question? I'm all ready to start asking you questions now. Hold on. No, it's What fine. was your question? I was just curious, like, do you think, how do you think, what do you think the advantage would be? So keeping her home, it does your gut tell you, yeah, man, she's just going to be happier. You know, she got to interact with her parents one-on-one more. So we got to like build up her knowledge more so than in a class of 15 or 20 where you don't get the attention. Or did you just think she was in the routine, like let her roll? Uh, yeah, it was kind of like a in the routine thing, but I, I'm not going to say I didn't, you know, I've enjoyed it's, it's been nice, you know, getting to help her with stuff and show her things and, um, you know, go push around the swing for recess. <laughs> right. Yeah, but yeah, I think it was more just, she's on a roll. I, I'm not, you know, I don't, we shouldn't screw this up, you know, just let her be on a roll. She, she has a couple friends she plays with on a regular. So it's not like she's deprived of, um, social time with kids her age yeah right um so yeah just let her roll part of that was the big reason a lot of people went back a lot of the parents that i spoke to they were concerned about their kids social yeah just not being around other kids and um, yeah, yeah, yeah i think it's a concern for sure um yeah i'm curious man because i've always i've always loved the homeschool idea i really do feel if a kid can just be naturally interested in things and that can be fostered, that gets to the happiness that you're talking about. But then it also gets to the inquiry, which is natural learning, which is what you would think makes the human race, the superior species (laughs) on the planet, at least the conquering one right now. So, so like, I'm curious that how COVID will affect are overpopulated classrooms. Cause I don't know the last time education was actually like reorganized to yeah. figure out, like gotta be a better way than putting 25 kids in there and one, one adult and right. hoping that they pay attention and listen and ask questions. Uh, at the very least, at least hopefully they, you know, the ones that want to remain homeschooled and doing their work online, you know, should be able to you think if they're excelling at it and they enjoy it. Yeah. Right. That's, I was trying to put my money on next year after summer and I was coming up with, I feel like it's a God it's, it should be a, you're all in or you're all out model where you're all in. And even if you have to sign a waiver, you're just accepting that whatever the class sizes is or whatever the social distance is, we're getting everybody who wants to get back in, back in whatever, wear a mask, sanitize, whatever the conditions are, but we're going to just get people back in school. And if you're not comfortable with that, cool, stay home and you get to stay home. We're not going to force you to come to school against your almost like religious beliefs or scientific beliefs or thoughts. But I, I, the hybrid, I don't know if your, your guys' school district went hybrid, but we went like two days on and then kids were three days off. So you were like a Monday, Tuesday kid. And it was, it's just, you can't build a rhythm. You can't find a routine because there's such a large gap from when the kids leave to when they come back. Five, 
five days is too much time in between to get any sort of like flow going as far as learning and building on projects. Yeah, we hear that. Yeah, we spend. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you're always like catching kids up, you know, and then they're not completing things when they're home, and it's like, dude, if you're gonna be home, you're all the way home, so do all your work at home. And it right. seems to just like kind of like mind fuck them a little bit, where kids didn't know they're always tired when they come into school because they've been staying up later, not waking up early, and it's it's not functional. Yeah, hybrid. Yeah, yeah. She she goes to school. Um, or not goes to school, but she has class four days a week, but then she has homework she has to do on Friday. Right. So, I mean, pretty much she's in class all week. That, that hybrid method seems odd, like you're saying. Yeah, it was the best that – I'm in Delaware. It was the best that Delaware, at least our school district, could do. But it's, um, it's better than them not being there at all, but it's definitely not ideal. I think it's got to be you're all in, wake up every day, get on the bus, get dropped off, come to school, learn, do your work, or stay home, log in at a certain time and do your work. So yeah. this way you can get a routine. It's it just the switching up. It, it seems to just really screw kids up. Yeah, I, I would agree. They would screw me up. Yeah, right. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Um, do you have uh, any other reference points for education? So like I'll, I have a daughter, she's 11, and I can only compare her to her and the other kids that I've taught. But I'm curious, it, your daughter, is she an only child? Yeah. So like... The reference points. Yeah. How, how do you know, oh my God, you're like doing good? Or how do you know like, wait a minute, you should be whatever, like adding better? Or I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, we're, 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 we're going to... Um, we have online parent-teacher conferences. Okay. So and they're telling us what, what test score... I forget the name of these tests, but whatever the tests are that are um, gauging where she should be. Uh, so, so we're, we're knowing that way. And the teacher has told us she's doing good and is where she should be and actually a little above where she should be. So, um, that easy. You just believe them. Just believe the I mean, professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe I just you, worry too much. I, I mean, well, okay. You know, and, and, and my interactions with my daughter have gotten more complex as she's learning more, you know? So, so, I mean, it's not just the teacher. I'm watching my daughter become more aware of the world. Um, you know, her ability to read to me, her ability to read off the screens and, um, you know, now I, you know, I don't have to sit with her when it's her time to play video games and read every prompt on the on the screen or or direct her through playing a video game because she can now read the words you know oh she's a gamer too huh oh yeah <laughs> video games. what's the uh what, what's her video game what's she into minecraft i've literally i played it once at a museum in philadelphia <laughs> yeah. it was seriously like i forget what the museum like why minecraft was there but i in 10 minutes, I couldn't figure out what to do. And then I had an 11 year old across from me who I guess was in the same world as me. Like, look at me and call me stupid. And he was like, <laughs> dude, why do you keep jumping off this pyramid? You know, you're yeah. going to drown when you go in the water. And I'm like, I, I like, how do I not, what do I do? Is that like a, you thing Were you into Minecraft and got her into it or how did she get into it? Yeah, I was briefly into Minecraft. And then I, maybe when she was, 
Oh, I don't know. Four? I don't know. Oh, I don't know when. I mean, I've been giving her a control. You know, it starts with I'm playing video games when she's young, and you just give her the controller with no batteries. Right. <laughs> and she thinks she's playing, but that lasts a few years, and then you got to start actually letting her play. I don't know, but I started Minecraft with her early. We we would play, and now she's like building things I don't even know how to build. You know, really? things that you know actually move and do things. Yeah, I don't understand the appeal. Not that I'm saying like it's wrong to be into it, but I I don't know enough about it to understand like the purpose. I understand if I play Call of Duty, there's a mission. I got to kill people and get something. Right. If I play yeah. a sports game, I got to have a higher number than you. Yeah. Well, that's like kind of the thing, I guess, with Minecraft and a lot of survival and crafting building games. If you want to build things, you can place blocks and build things. If you want to go fight a zombie, you can go fight, fight a zombie. I mean, it's not my, my game of choice. I'd like a little, you know, I like Minecraft, but, you know, I'd rather have a survival game where the graphics are, you know, more realistic. Um, more realistic, yeah. Yeah, I um, it's funny because with quarantine, I wound up buying um, whatever like an HDMI stick with old Nintendo games, and I started playing Zelda again. Did you ever play Legend of Zelda? No, I, I, I mean, we say Nintendo. Yeah, dude, like sixteen bit. <laughs> I had a, I had a Nintendo. It, I had, what did I play? The only thing I remember playing is Excite Bike and. Yes. Um, other than that, I don't remember. Dude, so Excite Bikes on this thing, and I've like, it's amazing how I could play those games when I was younger and just like, it was, love it, yeah, 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 I, and like you'd be like, this is amazing, and like I played two <laughs> minutes of Excite Bike, and I was like, it's the stupidest fucking thing in the world. What? That's kind of how I am with older games. Like they still have a place in my heart, but it's the nostalgia. Yeah, I gotta, yeah. But dude, so with Zelda. Um, I felt like a complete punk because I had to Google, not like I, I found the places to go, but I couldn't find any of the cool things. And I don't know how back in, it might've been like the nineties when I had it early nineties, like you open up the game, you get like a map that you fold out and you can see like all the worlds, but the hidden places and all the cool things weren't there and whatever. Like I uncover this ghost sword and I'm like, yes, grab the ghost sword. And it's like, how come you're not picking it up? How come you're not picking it up? So I hop on my laptop and I ask, you know, Google, why can't I pick up Ghost Sword? And it's like, you need 12 hearts. And I'm like, motherfucker, I got nine hearts. So now I'm like searching the map. Where do I come up with these extra hearts and find the hearts? And I'm one heart short and it's driving me nuts. But I don't remember that like competitiveness or even that knowledge. I just remember going through it mindlessly and just killing things. <laughs> like in the most basic way just pretending like i'm on this quest to i don't even remember like the, you're just grabbing you're defeating castles and grabbing pyramids for some unknown reason it's not like mario where you're trying to save somebody um but it's been my like mindless game but i think of zelda and i think of minecraft because it's it, it's not as buildy but at the same time it it's just basic it's blocks i'm surprised you weren't a nintendo player what was your uh, first game system? Well, I, I believe that was the original Nintendo was the first system my mom got me. And then I had a PlayStation 1. 
Um, what do I remember playing on that? Resident Evil and Laura, a Laura Croft demo. I don't even think I had the Laura Croft game. I think I just played the demo over and over. That Laura Croft game was big. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's the only ones I remember. Did you ever go through the, like, did you ever feel you were an addict addict or addicted to games? Probably more when I was, um, well, I don't know. I don't know what I was doing. Um, I, I, I guess not at the time. No, I guess. <laughs> Looking back, yeah. you were like, fuck man, where did that weekend go? <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I spent lots of weekends playing video games. That's for sure. Um, and then, and then I got, you know, my mom gave me a hand-me-down computer and then I spent my summers changing the boot screen and learning about windows and how to screw around on that age of empires what um, I, man so many words i don't know boot screen what's that oh i don't know like just when the like the computer comes on and the little load bar goes uh, oh so like the back like what kids would call backgrounds yeah gotcha uh -huh. i didn't know man i didn't know that was a thing yeah, I neither. I don't know how to do it anymore. But... <laughs> I don't know. Did you get into coding or anything like that? Manipulating, making websites and all that kind of stuff? Nope. Nah, never translated to that kind of a lifestyle? Uh-uh. Gotcha. I mean, I would have, I guess. But I didn't know it was a thing. I don't know. Yeah, I was surprised I didn't get pushed more into it i'm i'm almost 40 and um so i was like right there i still had dial up you know like internet you pay by the minute kind of a thing you're fucking it's like yeah. long distance phone calls um but i i wonder if i would have had the had i been pushed into it or given the opportunity i wonder if i could have wrapped my mind around it because it seems very basic coding seems very basic at its core but at the same time you have to have this imagine like this incredible imagination to envision something that you're building from scratch and anticipating all these variables that there's no way you can anticipate them. So then your code's going to be you shit, just, but you, if the more yeah. better you anticipate, the better your code is. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a, uh, I mean, I certainly think about it, I guess, but I never got into it. No. What, um, Science Enthusiast is, again, one of the things up on the Twitter. And I'm curious, like, what kind of science? Fucking everything. I do not care. <laughs> um, science, philosophy, uh, I do not care. I, I, I recently got an associate's degree. Oh, no way. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. Um, a STEM degree. I don't, I just picked whatever ones had science in the name because it was the most sciencey. So that's what I got. Um, that was fun. What, um, like, I mean, what was the degree about? What was the course of study? Oh, I don't know. Whatever. I, I took chemistry courses. I took, I don't even remember what I took now. Psychology courses, child <laughs> psychology courses, sociology courses. Um, oh, and a bunch of math. How could, the hell could I forget math? Jesus, that was... <laughs> uh, math is not my favorite subject. 
um, so, I, yeah, but chemistry, math, and and psychology, sociology. That's pretty much what I took. And what, that. what made you want to go get the associates? Um, just to, uh, um, I, I've wanted to go to college my whole life. You know, I, so I don't know. That's a long story. I don't know. Um, I kind of so like grad- long stories. <laughs> okay, perfect. Because, um, what did I do? I guess, where did it start? Where did the curiosity start? I mean, aside from at birth, but like the real curiosity that had me kind of knowing, what I wanted to focus on. Um, so I moved to Wyoming when I was 18 or 19 to um, be closer to my father. And um, he got me into heating and air conditioning. So I, I you know, picked up on that pretty quick and um, just you know, learning how, like how all these machines work, you know, it was, you know, Wyoming. So like every town is far away from everything. So we were the one company in town that would, um, kind of just fix anything. So it wasn't just refrigeration and heating and air conditioning. It was ovens and fryers and just everything. Um, so, I, so I spent a lot of time learning how these machines worked, right? And then just like apprenticeship style. Yeah, just apprenticeship style. Just yeah, so you know, do do a week here, you know, driving with me, or two weeks, and then you can start going on maintenance calls now by yourself, and now you can start going on um, diagnostic calls where you got to actually um, fix the damn thing. Yeah, right. How intimidating is that? Like I'm thinking of an 18, 19 year old. That's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it know? was intimidating for sure. Um, but then you always had you know the boss or 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 my dad. I could call them and they could you know kind of tech support you through. Gotcha. And, and you know after a while it just becomes less and less intimidating. You, you know until you go on something new and you're like, Oh shit, there's that intimidating feeling again. Yeah, right. Fucking dryer looks like a spaceship inside. Holy shit. <laughs> um, I've heard the same thing about cars now with mechanics. You get an yeah, old school mechanic are... and they're just like, dude, I fuck. If it's over like a 2010, I'm not even fucking with it. <laughs> Cause it's yeah, just I don't blame them. And so that's, yeah, much computer. Uh, I'm not a fan of working on vehicles. Yeah. I, I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it's, that's something I've never been handy like that. I've always been worried. Like I'll change a, like a three prong, maybe it's a four prong plug on the back of a dryer where it's simple. The wires and the colors like match up and literally all you're doing is loosening a bolt, putting it on there, tightening a bolt. And I thought I was going to fucking burn to death the first time I turned it on. I'm like, I'm waiting for an electrical short to happen and I'm like, right. I'm going to cause my death. So I've yeah, always I mean, had... I still, shit, I still get scared when I, like, turn something on for, you know, you get that, like, oh, don't screw up. Yeah, right? Uh, it never goes away. Yeah, and, dude, that's, I have real admiration for people who can find that, like, confidence in the predictability of whatever, wire to wire, bolt to bolt, nut to nut, this is how this thread works, and that's just almost like a, it's a lot like theories, where it's just a, a not a guarantee, but a guarantee. 
Like this is how it yeah. should work. It's, it's close to guarantee is, you know, you need to kind of ease your mind about it a little bit maybe. Right. So in Wyoming, 1819, ovens, <laughs> anything that needs fixing, Kyle's your man. Yeah. I, yep. I was fixing the things. Um, so that kind of, yeah, I don't know. I guess that was really the, maybe the start of wanting to know how things worked and why things worked. Um, so I don't remember what books I read while I was in Wyoming, but I, I think I read a few books and maybe they inspired me a little bit. But then, um, we moved to California about four years after that, maybe five years. I don't know. Um, and I went into construction and tried to go back to college. Construction as in new home building or like laying foundations? What part of construction? Um, remodels. I mean, one company I worked for did did some new construction, but, you know, it's not like, you know, just whatever, whatever they needed me to do. Um, plumbing, electrical. I mean, it's all the, like, you know, moving from heating and air conditioning was not, you know, I don't know, electricity. It's just in a house instead of in the air conditioner. I don't know. Kind of all seem the same. Yeah. Plumbing. Um, and then um, just just whatever. I would do whatever they needed me to do. Why, Frame Cal- why California? Uh, my mom lived there. That's why I graduated high school. Okay. I, I don't know much about California. I don't think I've been west is I believe is San Antonio west of the Mississippi? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. San Antonio, Texas, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So I flew over the Mississippi. That's as far west as I've been to San Antonio, Texas. Um, yeah. So I know nothing about California except what I hear about Los Angeles and the shit ton of homeless people in San Francisco and three million dollar, two hundred square foot one bedroom shacks. <laughs> yeah. No. There's regular. There's regular shit in there I guess I don't even know what I'm trying to say well I was just thinking like Wyoming to California I would not associate people in Wyoming going to California yeah no my mom lived there and I kind of figured it would be um, a way for me to go to college is you know kind of live with live in a spare room and go to college were there just no colleges in Wyoming Mm, I don't know (laughs) Yeah, there was colleges. Yeah, yeah, there was a college. I'm sorry, Casper, Wyoming. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> but so why not go there? I love it. I'm sorry, Casper. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, shit just happens. Interesting. Okay, dude. I love. I'm sorry, Casper, Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got colleges. They, it's a nice place. Yeah, I uh, the reason it kind of makes me giggle is the podcast. Um, there's like a little map where you can track where downloads are, and oh, yeah. I think it's Wyoming and the two Dakotas are the last three states that this podcast has not been downloaded in. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So I'm like, fuck Wyoming. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I can't, like, I can't get the down, and it drives me nuts. I pull up the map, and you can like see where it's at, and it's just three blank states, and you're like. I can't get one bot. There's not one fishing scheme that's come across and tried to take advantage of it. Yeah. Okay. So then you went to school in California, moved out with your dad to finish high school or was that after high school, like looking for work? No, yeah, so, no, that was, 
See, I should have just started way at the beginning, make it easier. I, I don't even remember what the first question was. It was what, more just what got you into college. And we just kind of ramble into oh, whatever, man. Just been curious about everything. You know, and that 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 uh that that one college experience didn't last long. I think I did like a, a PE class and and uh an English class. When you were with your mom? In California. Yeah, in California. Gotcha. Okay. So that wasn't oh that's right, because you live in Michigan now, right? Yeah. Fucking globe trotter, or at least yeah, com- yeah, at least the yeah this this state at least US that's the only three though, but that's a uh, that's a pretty wide range of triangle. Yeah, it's uh, it's neat. <laughs> There's a, it's neat. Sorry, Casper. It's neat. That's all right. <laughs> so, I guess it all started with Thoreau's Walden. Um, that book just happened to be the the first book that changed me and made me just want to read and learn and learn how everything worked. I've, it also made me tired of the rat race in Wyoming. Um, I've not heard of Rose. Walden. Not Wyoming, not the rat race in Wyoming. Sorry again, Casper. <laughs> Um, Dude, that was the second thing and, I was gonna say. I was like, I do not. I've never heard of Rose Walden, and I do not picture Wyoming being a rat race. No, that that was California. <laughs> what part of California is it? Coachella, the Coachella Valley. You've heard of that? Everybody's heard of the damn concert Coachella Fest. Co- I no? guess. Like, I feel like I I've heard about Beyonce going there, but I don't think I've ever okay, like seen about, the video. What uh, about PGA West? Like the golf tournament? Uh, well, yeah, but it's like also like a country club, right? Dude, or maybe I'm... not. I don't know. Whatever. That thing's right there. Okay. Um, people know about that. What else do people know about from right there? Yeah, don't take my reaction as like belittling um, your <laughs> your tour. <laughs> like, oh, I don't give a shit. You, yeah. I mean, no, yeah, I've, I've heard of Coachella, but I guess I didn't know it was in California, to be honest with you. And PGA is Professional Golf Association, so I'm assuming that if Coachella is there, they probably got some nice ass golf course. Oh yeah, there's a lot. Of... So rat race is like trying to live a, a certain like social no, way I that messed with I, you, or no? When I said that, I think what I meant was, um, you know, I don't know. I just, uh, you know, you'd go into a home that was foreclosed on, right? And some bank bought for like pennies, mm-hmm. you know, off of someone's broken ass dreams. And then and then some company would have you go in and half ass fix it up and cut corners so they can profit off of fucking broken dreams and it's just mm-hmm. disgusting and I didn't like it. You know, it just makes you makes you sick, you know. And I yeah, I could see – I hadn't thought about that before to be honest with you. I have a rental, but I'm the dude that's like when the people leave and then I go to sell or go to rent it out again, like I'm power washing it myself and I'm doing the whole fucking house. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm scrubbing the wall from top to bottom and I'm like you hope when they leave they'll return you the favor, but you want it to be a nice place. You don't want it to be shit. Like I want to charge you a good amount of money, but I want to give you a good product. Cause I just feel it's fair. 
mean, that's, that's and I've, how you do business. Yeah, well, I've never thought of a worker coming in and being like conscientious about like, dude, I just need the project done in two days, get the fucking drywall up. Uh, what you don't have to double whatever you don't have to double nail stuff you don't have to this is how little of a man i am i don't even know what to reference <laughs> of like what corner to cut <laughs> but yeah or you know not necessarily cut corners but let's get the cheapest you know and that was i don't know that was just i, I guess that's how you fucking make money i don't know yeah but you yeah. know because every dollar it's just matters. like you know on one side you're hearing that you know all these families are losing homes and then all of a sudden you're going into all these homes and like, you know, they still got shit in them because they got foreclosed on and got kicked out or something. So it's like these people's stuff and you're like, wow, that was, you know, their memories are here and mm. I'm, you know, I'm just here to fucking throw all this stuff in the dumpster and slap some paint on it. So these, this bank can sell it for profit. Yeah. Triple their money. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of things I don't understand about the economy. <laughs> no, dude, dude no. that's, it's the same thing. And I don't want to, whatever. Um, but it's the same thing that fucks with me about what happened with COVID in the stock market, man. So I, I've, um, I, I started not day trading, but day trading where, um, I just have stocks I'll buy. I'd gotten bored. I had a little bit of discretionary income. So I'm like, let me see what happens. Right. And it made no sense to me, man. Like I bought airline stock when it was low and it's gone up. And that makes sense to me because no one flew. So it, it was done. And right. then now people are flying. So it goes up. I don't understand how the economy as a whole, when everything's been shut down and we're all worried about unemployment, how the economy and stocks are going up like crazy and cryptocurrency is up like 700%. And you're like, what does that mean? Because everyone around us can't find people to work. No one wants to work because unemployment benefits are better than like minimum wage jobs in Delaware. And it's like, dude, they're making, they're offering 13, $14 an hour plus tips in places. And people are like, ah, I'm good. I got my unemployment benefits. And you're like, how is this sustainable? Yeah. <laughs> why is this, why is this good? We're just printing money off and giving people checks and now no one's working and we're going to pretend like everything's okay. So that the foreclosure thing, what you're saying is like, it is fucked up. It's like, why are these people who needed help and getting kicked out of their home? Like, how come the banks get to profit and some CEO gets a fucking bonus? But, yeah. and, and most likely probably, you know, profited twice. It's probably not even the first time they profited off. Cause know, they probably owned the bank that gave them the loan <laughs> that, allowed, that was getting them on interest. And at the point, like there's some little kid who has to go find a new school now or has to go yeah, sleep on a couch, you know, because their home's gone or has trauma in their mind. Yeah. I, you know, I guess not every story might, you know, involve innocent people, but I don't know. It just. It's nice to romanticize. Yeah. <laughs> it's dude. It's interesting that you were that like no shade or anything, but like that you were that like sensitive and aware going in there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. I think Thoreau did that to me. Maybe Thoreau and psychedelics, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Thoreau. I don't think I've read anything by Thoreau. Uh, yeah, Walden is good. I, I don't know if I've read anything else of his. Maybe Civil Disobedience, but that'd be the extent of... So that, I've heard of that, but I haven't read it. Yeah, talk to me about Rose Walden. 
Cause I've not, I never heard that title and I'm curious just what you took away from it. What's your one sentence takeaway? <laughs> well, I think it's just Walden. I don't know if it's Rose Walden. It's okay. Um, you know, I, I got them right. I keep, I keep it just be easier. Cause if I try to remember something right now, it's, I'm going to hack it up and it's going to be dumb. Um, Catcher, while you're jogging your memory, Catcher in the Ride did that for me where I've read it once or twice. Um, and like, I only remember certain things like the dude had a really funky hat and he knew it was funky and he wore it just to piss people off. And I'm like, what a fucking dick move. And then I think to myself, like, why is that appealing to me? why is it appealing that this dude does shit just to piss people off so that they can be pissed off? And at the same time, he cared so much about his sister, but didn't know how to like have a relationship with her. And I don't know why I take those two things away from the book, aside from the fact that he could drink at like the age of 16 because he was going gray on the side. And I'm like, that's hella cool. <laughs> like it'd be nice. But the, that's like one of the formative, one of like my formative books where I'm like, oh man, Catcher in the Rye influenced me. And then you think about like, what did it influence you to do? It's like, oh, influenced me to be a purposeful prick to people <laughs> just to push buttons. So that like, and then if you, like the other thing was like, he would, Holden, Holden would get called on it and he'd be a total bitch. And I'm like, is this why I'm such a bitch? Because like when people come at me, um, <laughs> Some deep meaning I got a lot of holding in me, you know, like, so I, I understand where like you were, you read something, you know, it did something to you, but you just can't remember the specifics, you know? Yeah. So one thing I love is as that the oldest Egyptian or Hindu philosopher raised the corner of the veil from the statue of divinity and still robe remains raised as I gaze and I gaze upon as fresh a glory as he did. So it is I in him that was then bold, and it is he in me now reviews the division. You know, so that, you know, so, uh, you know, another, you know, some things stand the test of time, words that humans have created in the past, you know, like Plato and, and just all these ancient philosophers that got to think, you know, instead of hunting and gathering, they got to. They got to think. Yeah, right, and drink wine. And drink wine and do whatever else the hell they were doing. I'll pray off. Yeah, but like, what is that? Fun stuff, but. What does that quote mean to you? Or why does it resonate with you? Because I got, I, I didn't get anything out of the veil thing. Maybe it's because I couldn't see it and I was just listening. Well, <laughs> well, well, okay, so what I take from it, the oldest Egyptian or Hindu philosopher, uh, the word there, you know, philosopher. So what he's talking about, or at least to me, what he's saying is, is the wisdom in the philosophy is the divinity behind the veil. That's, that's the, that's the divinity. And, and uh, I guess we're all just, I don't know. We're all one searching for truth and, and philosophy is a, a, a good place to find it sometimes. Could the, I've gotten into several philosophical conversations lately. It's funny, but I, it, a lot of people are at that point in their life, which makes me feel like our society, almost like what you were saying earlier, 
is going to collapse. Like, why is everyone seeking for truth? Why, why do people not feel like they have found or know truth? And that, um, it, it make that's my inner stench. Ex- I don't think it's an existential crisis inner. <laughs> like, it just makes me wonder, like, why is, is it the internet? Because there's so much information that nobody knows what is anymore, where if you live a simple life, you know what is, right? You know, crops are going to grow, <laughs> you know, where the water in the well is, you don't worry about nitrate levels and pollutants and corporations t- killing aquifers and all this extra stuff that people like get mind fucked by. But I, I don't know, man, like it's seeking truth. Have you found any truths? I don't know. I feel like I asked you three questions. Sorry. Um, I, I, I like to say the only truth I have is that we do not know. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I guess it, how many truths? That there's a little bit of truth everywhere. Maybe that's the truth I've found. Sounds so vague, right? Like, I don't think truth should be so vague. I don't yeah, know. well, I mean, we, 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 because we don't know, like, as a, we don't know anything. We don't even know where we're at. We don't know where the hell the universe is. <laughs> you don't think? It's right next to a star, man. Like, what do you mean we don't know where it's at? Yeah. Well, I mean, where are we? Where's the universe? It's infinite, right? It just keeps going. You throw a rock and there's it goes until something has gravitational pull to suck it into its orbit. But it sucks it in just enough where it doesn't crash in. It just orbits. And that always fucks with me. It's like, so if something pulled us in, what then pulled us out to make us stop getting pulled in? To what? To the sun? Anything. So like when you get to outer space, everything has a gravitational pull, right? So meteors fly by and the reason they crash is because the earth has mass, which mass apparently puts some force out there, which pulls shit in unless some other force cannot stops it from being pulled in. Right. Well, when you're in outer space, you see this um, astronauts all the time. They flick something. It just goes until something stops it. Right. One of Newton's laws. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's a true fundamental principle. So, okay, yeah, so true, yeah, truths like that, we have a lot, right? Right, so then in my head, I'm like, well, how do things, like if you're orbiting around, that must mean there were equal forces pulling at you to almost suspend you, but then the rotation around means the thing you're rotating around actually has all the pull, but if it has that much pull, how come it's not pulling you all the way in? I, Where are you at? Um, I, I want your truth, Sensei. <laughs> I want you to uncover the veil for me. <laughs> oh, I know. Lift it I, don't up. Know. I, I don't know if I have that answer. I think isn't that like a big debate? Like what the hell gravity is right now? Isn't that like where the Stop. forefront of that kind of science is? You can't be serious. Is there a debate on gravity that I don't know about? I, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm confused. I don't fucking know now. Um, <laughs> But I thought we were still trying to figure out what gravity was. I thought we were still trying to figure out what the universe was. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think – I think the universe is wherever you are. 
because it only extends to what you can see and experience. So is, isn't that a philosophical stance? So you're saying, what are you saying? It's not real. It's like, it's, it's in our head or the universe. Yeah. What are you saying? I'm, I'm saying if you're asking me, where are we? We are where we are, right? Like, I am where I can see and where I can feel. I'm not like. Well, I just mean like, okay, so where am I? I'm in my house. Okay, where's your house? Well, it's in Michigan. Oh, well, where's Michigan? It's in the U.S. Well, where's the U.S. on the Earth? Where's the Earth? It's on. It's in the solar system. Where's the solar system? It's in the universe. But where's the universe? I, that's just what I meant. I, I don't think I meant like I don't know. I didn't mean anything by it. It's just it just keeps fucking going and at least because you don't know where it ends right you don't know where it ends yeah because you're limited right isn't your knowledge and scope limited therefore just because you're limited doesn't mean time and space are limited right you know that's the alien debate yeah. <laughs> I, I, I read a, a good book once that was taught you know they uh, well i don't know never mind scratch that right. i don't know what i was gonna say <laughs> um, Dude, so, like, were your parents hippies? How'd you get so, like, reflective on this shit? Man, I just, I get awkward and just quiet a lot. I don't know, just thinking about things. But then, if you ask the right people, they're going to be like, no, that fucking guy was, I don't know. Oh, you cut in and out on that. I'm sorry. What'd you say? If you ask the right people? Oh, I get, so you heard me say I was just quiet and watching. Yeah, I said if if you ask the right people, they'd say I was loud. So I don't know, I don't, I don't know what the trick is. Um, and I don't know. My mom didn't smoke pot. Um, I don't know. It was even rare to see her have a a beer, but it, or well, it wouldn't be a beer; it'd be like a wine cooler, but not even that much. Spritzer. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I it's. People, and I feel like I'm, I don't know if I'm as quiet and thoughtful as you. I feel like you're deeper just based on the things you read and talk about. I feel like I'm way more surface. I would be like the scum on the pond. You would be closer to the depths of the pond. <laughs> I'd be a lily pad <laughs> floating. Like I'm, I'm on there. <laughs> hey, there's some nice flowers and lily pads got. <laughs> right? But I'm like, I, I've, I always, one of my cooler debates is the... Um, environment like nurture versus nature kind of a thing and what are you versus what your environment lends you to be or influences you to be yeah i've heard of those are that yeah right and i'm curious do you think you would have been this way reflective quiet thoughtful reading all these books that i've never heard of thinking about all these things if you were like in new york city uh no i think it's imperative that everything that happened to me happened to me oh Oh, wait do you like if i move there now would i think about shit yeah no 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 yeah now because you're pretty established man i'm talking about like grow up yeah no i don't know i don't know i i still might have been like socially awkward you know that that might not have changed what do you think makes you social awkward I, I just get fucking scared to talk to people. I don't know. I'm like, and then even people I know, if I've met them a few times and I see them out and I'm like, oh no, they don't want to say hi to me. 
I better, you know, I don't know. I just am weird about social situations. I don't know. Which is why you hop on a stranger's podcast and Zoom with him. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you asked me, so. That's true. I'm, no denying. Yeah. So you felt guilt. You were like, I have to say yes if someone asks. Uh, well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I'm a yes man sometimes, you know. I just, just, yeah. But if you like thinking and you like exploring ideas, don't you kind of have to be around people to do that? Yeah, you need to. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, so why be social? Are, are you worried about like a judgment on your ideas? Oh, well, I, well, I don't know. It's not like, I don't, what? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, are we talking about just like having fun socially or, or are we talking about, because like, I, I don't know. I just wasn't in the mindset of uh, social and the ideas thing. Um I'm just, it's interesting, it's interesting um, to be, for someone to think that they're socially awkward, but yet you'll come on like a stranger's podcast or you'll. This is the internet. You know, I don't know. It's safer. Why is that? Uh, I don't know. See, now I'm expanding you. You're in Michigan. Where's that? In the United States. Where's that? On earth. Where's that? In the universe. Where's that? So instead of drilling outward, I'm drilling deeper. All right. Run it. Yeah. So yeah, like why Uh, is the internet? Because dude, I, I, I. I actually agree with you. I think most people, the internet's like you're drunk socially. Like it's a lubricant. You get to feel or be better yeah, for some and, reason. And I'm not, and I'm not going to run into you like at the, at the Hardings, you know, the grocery store. I don't know. I don't know. But why would that matter? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I'm socially, I don't know why I'm scared to talk to people. I can't tell you. So if you, if you ran into me at the grocery store, Right. Like tomorrow, say I lied to you. Say I actually do live in Michigan. Right. Whatever town you're in. And like we're, we're both fighting over the last avocado. Um, you're not going to be like, dude, how's it go? And like small talk yeah. or small no, talk absolutely. makes you feel awkward. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say. I mean, sure. I would say hi. Yeah. I don't know. I just. don't know it's all right man i'm not judging you or anything i just i find it i find it interesting because i myself feel like i'm i actually got um diagnosed as antisocial. so i was in the military um and national guard go away to basic training i had some issues with a drug test so i wound up pissing dirty failing out or getting a discharge while i was applying to go to basic um happened a couple other times where there were some false positives, whatever. I fight it. I wind up getting in, but because of my MOS, which was my job, I was in communications. I had to go get a um, security clearance or a psychological evaluation. So I'm scared shitless. I'm like 19 years old. I've never been to like, fuck, like what, what does this mean? What do I do? What do I say? And um, my drill sergeant was like, just be truthful. Just be truthful. So the dude starts asking me things. How often do you drink? How much do you drink? What do you do when you drink? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm braggadocious as fuck. You know, like I'm feeling myself at 19. I'm like, man, I drink like two, three forties. No problem. This one time though, man, I was with this girl. I drank too. I wound up pissing myself. It's so embarrassing. I'll pass out. My boys drew all over my face. I got a fucking dick coming into my mouth. And like, it's just embarrassing. Blah, blah. So report comes out like six months later. Um, it was actually when 9-11 happened. We were getting deployed. I didn't know that 
this report came back in and my security clearance got revoked. And part of it was you're anti so you diagnosed as clinically antisocial. And we believe you could be taken advantage of in a situation and give away secrets based on your desire to fit in with drinking. And I was like, is that true? I always thought I just drank because it was nice to get fucked up and hang out with my friends and like be stupid. <laughs> like, but do you know something about me? Am I antisocial? So that's why when you say it, man, I'm kind of curious because I hadn't really spoken about with someone else about this. Yeah, I feel like I'm antisocial and digging into it a little I, bit. I mean, I, I I want human contact, so I don't know. I guess I need to know. Or what do you, what do you, what do you, when you're saying antisocial, what do you, like you don't want to hang out with people or? No, or? dude, that's what the, that's what the psychologist guy labeled me as. Oh. Basically from what, what people told me when I showed him the report was like, well, because you would drink till you passed out, you didn't drink to be with people. You drank to the point of exertion oh. where you socially isolated yourself by passing out. Therefore right. you met the clinical definition of antisocial. And I'm like, well, that fucking dickhead, he's never partied then, man. Like, everyone takes shots and passes out at some point. <laughs> like, it's almost like a rite of passage. Or so I thought. Not saying it's true, kids. But, like, it, it's, um, I don't know. But it made me think, am I antisocial? And I get freaked out in big groups. Like, if I'm not comfortable with people and there's more than three or four people, I sit there and I start thinking to myself, like, what's the social norm? Like, what are the rules? What are the parameters? And I mindfuck myself, man. Instead of just like being in the moment, I start analyzing the moment. Yeah, that'd be what I do. Yeah, and then I get all quiet and then people are like, how come you're not saying anything? I'm like, I'm just thinking I'm mindfucking myself right now, publicly, I'm sorry. <laughs> trying to learn about you until I feel comfortable enough to do things. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. It, it's a, that I guess that's what I was getting at with um feeling like socially awkward or antisocial. It was, um, I was just curious if you'd ever explored it in yourself as to your why, like ever explored. Why do you feel that way? I have to do that now. <laughs> That's your homework. Yeah. <laughs> Take me back to, um, well, I, I want to find out about college cause I don't know if you ever said it, but I also keep noticing all these tattoos on your hands and I saw some knuckle tattoos and I'm, kind of a tattoo, like tattoos have stories, right? Or at least do your tattoos have stories? Yeah, I'm that guy. Awesome. Dude, I, I felt you were. Um, Give me a tattoo story. Uh, gosh. Uh, so this one, Ida, it's Greek, and I got it from uh, the Republic. Um, Plato's Republic, you know, Plato's, the or whatever the name is, the Republic by Plato or something like that. <laughs> Why? Man, I don't have the English for it right now. I know why, but I'd have to find the exact, uh, it's just, it's a, I guess, what, what did Raymond Larson, so Raymond Larson translated a version of the Republic and that just happened to be what I read and his explanation of that, what is it? Socratic term, Ida, is just something I liked. Um, but even then, my version of it isn't his version of it. So I don't know. I, I just, it just uh, I guess it, it meant 
the look of something. I, so now it seems like I just got some shit that I didn't know, no, but I know dude. I just I I'm not good at remembering the words, you know, without having it in front of me. Yeah, I I hadn't. I'm unfamiliar with the Ida and the look of something. Yeah, it, it, it's in the beginning of his uh, translation. I think it's in the you know whatever the whatever he wrote prior to the book. You know what I mean? His uh, introduction. And he goes over some of the some of the words and 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 explains, you know, in depth what they would have meant to Plato. Um, so, and I liked that word a lot. I and what it meant to them. I almost got, and I think it was like egos, pathos, logos, or logos. Yeah, I've heard of that. Okay, so and I I think that might be more Socrates. But I remember feeling myself at like the age of 20. It was the first philosophy book I bought. And I was like, that's going to be my tattoo. I'm going to get those three bitches. Like everybody was getting like tribal bands on their biceps and shit. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to be the dude that has this like egos, past those logos, like symbols with flames or something. And um, I didn't have the balls. <laughs> didn't have. You put those on your knuckles though, man. Um, what's up with the placement? Why did you want it on your uh, hand like that? I don't know. It's just a place I hadn't tattooed yet. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason to where I put the shit. Oh, really? What was it your? Just, uh, it, what was it, your? It first? was four letters, so it worked out. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say it, but I thought that. <laughs> what um? What was your first tattoo? My first tattoo was the outline of a tree on my arm, and then dude broke his arm, so I got a different one. You know, so that was my, so my first complete tattoo, I guess I'm specifying. Uh, okay. Cause I was wondering, so the tattoo artist was tattooing you the outline of a tree and then he broke his arm so he couldn't continue the tattoo. Yeah. I eventually finished it with him. But so that was, I guess that was my first tattoo, but my first tat complete tattoo was the one in the middle of his hand healing, you know, while his hand was healing from someone else tattooing me. Tell me about the outline of a tree on your arm. Uh, so I just turned 18. You know, you want to get tattoos when you turn 18. So true. What the fuck yeah. is wrong with us? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So um, in that one, you know, I, 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 I didn't really grow up religious, but, you know, my family was believers. So I guess I was, uh, you know, I was, early 20s reading the bible trying to find religion because you know it actually well i'm about to get sidetracked again i get sidetracked so fucking easy Good. that's what thinkers do man don't feel bad about that shit <laughs> <laughs> so um you know trying to find religion reading the bible and the first um the first um place of worship I, I i don't know was it moses might have been moses that that god asked moses to build was made out of acacia wood and um so i got an acacia tree on my arm or you know the artist's interpretation of an, acacia, of, a, of an acacia tree yeah right. whether it actually looks like one or not i don't know so um hmm. so and i kind of you know with the sunset in the background so Life and death. I don't know. 
Okay. So purposefully, you were thinking of the sun as a representation of death, like yeah. it's going down, not rising? Yeah. Okay. Dude, I like that. I um, I, I don't know. I remember hearing the word acacia wood, but I'm not. It's been so long. The Old Testament for me was so hard to read through. Yeah, the Old Testament was... You can get through Genesis pretty well, but I think once you get past Deuteronomy and like you get into numbers and there's like five or six books where you're just like, it's nothing but fucking laws, man. It's nothing but regulations. I can't, <laughs> I can't keep going. Yeah. You know, when are we going to get to Solomon? That's what I want to be at. <laughs> Where's David? He's, he's cool. I can get down with him. Yeah. Yeah, it's the wilderness in the middle. It's like Moses, wasn't it? Yeah, Moses wandering through the wilderness, like the middle of the Old Testament is like designed to make Bible readers feel like Moses, just wandering yeah. without hope. Right. 40 day or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like right. Years, Might as well be right. 40 chapters. You're just yeah. like, fuck, I hope I find something somewhere. <laughs> right. But I'm supposed to go here. What um what got you into reading the Bible? Well, like I said, oh, yeah, I was going to say, um, well, I don't know. I, I didn't grow up with the religion, so it was more of like a vague belief in God that I kind of grew up around, so no specific one. So then as you get older, you're like, oh, fuck, I'm going to go to hell if I don't fucking find the right fucking one, so I better start looking. So, you know, I got a Bible and went to a few different churches, you know, tried to find a non-denominational one. That was the last church I went to was a non-denominational one. And it was like right after, like the guy was just in there talking shit. So I was like, Oh, you're, you're not different. You're the same. This is, this is the same thing, just labeled non-denominational. So I don't know. Yeah. That was about it. So I didn't really try after that. When you say talking shit, are you like, no, he was just like pushing, like, I think I, I want to say it was political beliefs. So I was like, wait a second, I came here to to talk about, or to talk about Jesus or something. Yeah, to not, find some truth, right? To be like, what your, is the meaning? Not your political beliefs, but... I'm curious, what was that a California thing, Wyoming thing? No, that Michigan? was Wyoming. Really? Yeah. So I, yeah, again, early 20s, trying to figure myself out, find truth. Yeah, that's... So then so, you run away, you run away from the non-denominational preacher and you end up in California. Was that part of why you wanted to go to California? Cause you just, no, thought that was, that was experience? like the beginning of my, I, I lived in Wyoming for four or five years and that was the beginning, um, of that time when I went to that church. Okay. Gotcha. So that was early on in there. Yeah. I wasn't sure if the trek to California was one of those like no. want to be around different stuff to experience different things to like see what feels right. You know, yeah. like what in my soul or my ethos, I believe, now that I'm trying to sound all philosophical, like what it I don't even know if ethos is right. But what would like <laughs> run it, add it, whatever. It'll be all right. If you just say it with confidence and keep rolling, people will be like, that's a deep <laughs> motherfucker. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um but now, like, it's almost like your spirit will guide you, right? Like, you're seeking it out. There's this compass that is just pointing away, and you don't know what truth is. You don't know what home is. You don't know what love is until you get there, and you're like, wow, this is what I've been missing out on because this is what feels right. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's how I romanticized it in my mind. It, no, that's that's not necessarily what took me to California though. So. Right? Was it hard leaving Wyoming, or were you like, "Fuck yeah, I'm out, hop on my Harley"? Man, um, no. Uh, <laughs> no disrespect, Casper. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not Casper. It's the the fucking winters. Winters are just brutal. They, I, like, I'm almost positive they last almost all year, and it's always super windy. Um, so I, I, uh, that was really the thing I wasn't a fan of about Wyoming. I, you know, it's a beautiful place. Um, but winters suck. Dude, said the man living in Michigan, like they must be terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not even, I guess we're about the same height, right, on the earth. I don't know, but it is not as bad. And maybe it's because we have trees to break the wind. They're just, it yeah, was yeah. like flat and just. Yeah, that's actually, you know what I, I found out? I want to apologize. I lied to you. I did go to South Dakota when I was like 10 or 11. Um, and so grew up in New York, moved to Delaware. It's very rare to just look. And see as far as you fucking can and not see like a tree line. Yeah, that's that's neat. It, it blows your mind when you get to a place like that, man. And um, I've never been to Wyoming, but I imagine it's much like South Dakota where yeah, you drive yes. down the road. It goes on forever and you can see. Yeah. You're just like, how is there this much fucking land and what are people doing with it? <laughs> yeah. Cows. Cows and oil. Right. Or at least for Wyoming. I don't know about yeah, I've heard of the pipeline out there. Do you think you'll continue your education? Are you hoping yeah. to go past the associates and study something like more specific? Yeah, so I, I, I um, right after my associates, I went to, and I'm like actually pointing to it in real life. I don't, it's that way, <laughs> by the way. Um, w, Western Michigan University now. And, and I put, um, I picked a, phys, a bachelor's of physics. Oh yeah, what? Why does like physics? So Newton's law, every action is opposite reaction. Once yeah, something we, is in motion, remains in motion, like yeah, that, that type of physics. Yep, or at least that was. I mean, we learned about that. Yeah, I. I, well, I mean, I like. I really haven't taken any physics classes yet, so don't. <laughs> don't <laughs> it's alright. I don't. I don't know. I I took a, a physics um, lab, and I finished that. But I didn't finish the physics class because I don't know. My this pandemic has been all the the chaos is brutal. So I don't know. I gave up on the on the math and just finished the lab for the physics one or whatever. That was fun as shit. I liked that lab. That was a whole bunch of fun. Would you you just like throwing like egg drops? So like, like no, that's what we do in middle school. That, you make like the egg drop container. You get up on the ladder. You build something that can withstand the force. Yep. But, um, no, we had, um, what do we have? We had, uh, little carts on tracks, right? And we were looking at, um, I don't know, stuff and things about it, you know? Like just how to make it go faster or what was it? Um, I don't remember what we were doing. I'd have to look back at the notes from that class, man. Um, I don't mean to put you on the spot, man. I feel like you're like, I got to have the right answer for yeah, this Yeah, I do. I do feel like I'm yeah, like, right? man, this was just, I no. got a good grade in it. I understood what was happening. Yeah. But, no, dude, I, I just, um, I'm asking because I haven't been there. 
So I'm not asking to like test. No, you to we be were like just. It was either. like, um, uh, what is it? You know, so uh, position, acceleration, velocity type shit. Okay. You know, figuring out. You know, having two variables and figuring out the other one, or um, and learning how to graph it and and fit the graphs of that moving cart, and to uh, what else did we do? Um, we did collisions with supposedly frictionless pucks, and we had to model those collisions. You know, so we had to we collected data and and graphed it with that and then and then we had to like like make a model of it in excel and see if we could get our model to match the data shit like that uh, and then we also modeled pendulums so we collected the data on it and then but we also had to model it too dude that's something i didn't think about like a lot of that i don't know if it's theoretical physics because i've not taking classes in it, which is I'm definitely not trying to hit you with like a aha gotcha moment thing or anything. But I hadn't thought about that. Like you want to have a pretty strong reliability in what's going to happen before you build it or else you would just be wasting all tons of money just like building all sorts of shit and being like, oh, yeah, no let's hope it work. lands on this planet. Right. right? So yeah, that I hadn't thought about if that was a major, like there's so much upfront work in trying to predict what's going to happen. And then you got to figure out if you can even predict with any sort of reliability. Yeah. Man, that is kind of neat, dude. And what do you hope to do with the degree? Uh, so I just like, um, I liked all the subjects. So I chose physics because physics is all the subjects, right? Every conceivable subject you can think of is physics. Um, cooking? No, I'm um, just kidding. Yeah, cooking. <laughs> yeah, cooking. Um, really, I just, I, I want to study consciousness. Um, that'd be... Humans, yeah. pigs, or monkeys? <laughs> yeah, Neuralink, please. Um, doesn't matter. I haven't seen the video. I heard, I didn't see the video, but I've heard Elon Musk on Joe Rogan's podcast when he was explaining it to Joe Rogan. And would you get it? Would you put Neuralink in your head? Maybe not the first version. No. So you didn't get the first vaccine either? I got it. <laughs> Did Okay. What's the difference? Well, I mean... <laughs> Oh, there is like something in, in my brain, <laughs> you know, which I, I'm not saying I wouldn't get version point two, you know, <laughs> but you know, and, and plus I, you know, like, and, and even he's saying that, you know, if I was getting it, it'd just be for, for fun and well, not for fun. I shit, I would, anything I could do to help myself learn, I would, I, you know, just upload languages so i can talk to everybody whatever or just extra storage or just help me not fucking forget all the things um what was the question no it was just neuralink like neuralink vaccine 
And I was oh. just being a dumbass because, yeah, man, there's a difference between having like wires and currents going through your brain versus coronavirus being shot into your arm. You know, like that's that's a pretty big fucking difference. Yeah, but I mean, I, like I would. I, I don't see anything. I would have a problem with it, but I, I you know, I think there's people that, you know, re- really need it first, right? Yeah, it and, and it's ideal. It, it's It's the next level of prosthetics right yeah, like you're exactly. you're replacing nerves and you're finding workarounds to make shit move man like that's like what else would you want imagine being paralyzed and that's your hope like fuck yeah, yeah man good. throw that thing on my throw that in my brain throw it on my back like get my toes wiggling exactly exactly and even if it's not getting a move and then they could use something a device or something yes yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, right? Like, didn't they have a guy, I want to say they had a dude who was missing an arm use a robotic arm to drink a beer. Neuralink did? I thought, if it wasn't Neuralink, it was some other, like, cognitive device. This is what I get for skimming headlines. That was implanted, or I forget the word that they used for non-implantive. I think Neuralink counts as implanted. They drill like yeah, you were saying. You're drilling. Yeah, Neuralink is definitely implanted. Yeah. No, I thought no, it couldn't have been Neuralink because they wouldn't have been at human trials at this point. Yeah, I, I thought I would have heard about human trials, right? If yeah, because they just did the monkey playing Pong. Yeah, that's the most recent. Yeah, that's that's fucking nuts. Yeah, I, oh. yeah. I mean, it'd be super cool to play a monkey at a game. I would play a monkey. Do you think the monkey chose Pong, or do you think he was like these fuckers want me to play this Pong thing again? <laughs> Hopefully, they're giving him other games in there. Yeah, but like, is he aware enough well, to be I, like? I don't give a shit. It looks like there's treats in that one picture. He's got some kind of um, hose or whatever. That's what he's getting, right? Yeah. Is that how they do it, right? Like every I don't time, know. that was just what I gathered off of the picture of the monkey. He's like got his mouth on a little hose, so I figured there must be some fucking yeah, like a reward, right? Like every time he lines up the paddle with the dot, he yeah. gets a hit of something that's positive some, reinforcement. Yeah. In order to make him figure out how to do that more often, right? I guess it's just what I've gathered from uh, one picture, so I don't know, yeah. but it looks like it, right? Yeah, that's interesting. So that's where that's more like the field you'd like to get into that kind of shit. Or no, you said consciousness. Because you sound super well, excited about I the mean, monkey and playing. Video I mean, games. what's what's that data doing? That data that we're that we're that or that they're collecting from the monkeys, the pigs, um, and probably soon human subjects is is going to be we're going to be piece, piecing together consciousness, right? Yeah, from that information. So I mean, really, that's the same thing. But then there's there's machine learning. There's there's AI that, well, all of them. I can't fucking choose. That's why. These, <laughs> I don't know. Does AI freak you out? Uh, no. What freaks me out is, um, n- you know, not having at least some good humans working on it. I'm not saying that there's bad humans working. I'm just saying that it's inevitable. There's going to be someone bad working on AI somewhere. So let's, um, let's get a team of really like some good people also working on AI. Like I said before, everything can be used for bad or for good. 
Yeah, when you say bad, you mean like evil villains? Like they're yeah, gonna take over villain, the world. Sure. Typical. Someone, someone, someone out there wants to take over the fucking world. So let's get someone out there that wants to not take over the world and wants to help the world as well. Also working on AI. So I guess my to answer your question, the only thing that scares me is is not working on it. I guess. This way you can understand, manipulate if need be. You're just knowing. I don't just knowing what's happening instead of just you know someone else is out there creating ai that i don't know gotcha no it's man dude how do you go to sleep at night (laughs) with all these things going through your head (laughs) yeah right um it's hard i i yeah I, i have a hard time falling asleep so i'll just get um just do like a fat dab or something and then come to bed. <laughs> I don't know. Um, sometimes melatonin works. Yeah, You know, I've not tried melatonin. I don't, I've, I feel like it would be better for me than wine <laughs> to like yeah, maybe, slow my yeah. head down. Yeah. Alcohol will uh, help me fall asleep a couple beers or something, but um, I don't know. How much? I have a heart falling asleep, huh? How, well, I'm wondering how much sleep do you need? What's a good night's sleep for you? Um, am I severely depressed or am I happy in this question? Oh wow, you're functional. <laughs> you're functional when you wake up in the way you want to be functional. Yeah. So, I mean, I can do with six hours. I can do, I don't know, like if I'm fucking excited about something, like I could sleep just a couple hours and be like, boom, yeah. you know, ready to rock. I don't know. I, it almost seems like it has to do with my mood because um, I can just, you know, I can get eight hours, nine hours, ten hours and feel like shit yeah. or, I can, or I can get six hours and be fine. But I, I can do fine with six hours. I've been doing that forever. So... I always get jealous of the people who say they can do three, four hours. Like as much as Trump was odd, there was something about the fact that this dude's running the country and fucking tweeting at two in the morning. And you're like, he's fucking 70 and he's tweeting. Yeah, at two well, the, like, I, that's something I've noticed, man. It's like the older people get the less sleep they need. Cause I don't, that's just like an, like an elder thing an old people thing. Yeah. Well, they just, <laughs> I always thought like he woke up and it was like his prostate or something. And he just had to like piss every hour <laughs> and he was like, fuck it. While I'm up, <laughs> while I'm, let me just send a couple of these out and then he'd lie back yeah. down and he was constantly getting up for a piss. But it's, it, it's some of these productive people, man. Like it's, it's funny. You want to rest because it can help you. But at the same time, you almost, it, what you brought up about mood to me kind of strikes true. Like, I don't know if there is some ideal get eight hours thing. I I, I think it, I think it comes in waves. I think your emotions come in waves and you ride it and you're like really into this project. So you don't mind working to exhaustion. Then you're out and then you wake up and you think about something you're excited about and like, boom, you've got whatever the fuck chemical that is that gets you going. Yeah. Uh, yeah, endorphins maybe. I don't. I don't know. I haven't studied it. Yeah, yeah. Don't ask me for names of things. Think of my bobs and that thing. I don't know. Um. That's yeah. 
something like that. How'd you? I'm curious how you wound up in Michigan. Do you have family out there? Cause so I was born in Fountain Valley, California, and then at six months old, like the whole family my my mom, grandma, grandpa, uh, two uncles, like they all moved back, right, or something like that. I'm probably wrong, but I at least know I moved back, and my mom moved back, and 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 my grandparents. So I was here until I was 11. In Michigan. And that's where all my family was, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I moved to California to be closer to my dad at 11 years old. And then I moved back here at 18 years old. Then I moved to Wyoming at 19. California. And then back here. I, I think that's about right. Man. And how good are you, how good are you at hacking? Do you, are you just like a one duffel bag kind of guy and you can roll out or does it take you a while to move? No, I have shit. Um, <laughs> and then, I mean, this last move five years ago when my wife and I had moved here, we had a bunch of shit. Like I built a, it looked like Beverly Hillbillies. I built out of out of wood like a, a big ass camper shell type thing on my truck, uh-huh. way higher than it should have been, and just we loaded shit up. It was we could have like probably died on a mountain pass or something. Yeah, I was gonna say you weren't worried about like overpasses or I don't know. I guess you wouldn't. I'm not even sure. I just drove yeah. slow and fuck it. <laughs> just in case. Better than renting a U-Haul. Yeah, well, yeah, because then you'd rent a U-Haul, which was hella expensive, and then you'd have to rent something to pull. I don't know why we didn't rent a U-Haul. I can't remember why, <laughs> but there was there was a legitimate reason <laughs> why that didn't happen. There always is. There always is. It's one of those things where you start doing the math and you're like totaling things up and you're like, you know what? I probably could save a hundred dollars on this or maybe, you know, yeah. lumber's only blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it was, yeah, I get, I bet that's what it was because it would be a one-way trip and then, well, obviously a U-Haul is always one-way trip. It's rentals that get cheaper if you go round trip. Anyway, never mind. Like not at car rentals, but um, I don't know. It was just super expensive. And then we would have not, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't remember. It's okay. <laughs> it was traumatic. At this, point, I'm just, at this point, I could just be making shit up. I don't know. <laughs> you should. You should have. <laughs> Been like, yeah, right. After my fifth DUI, the insurance <laughs> on the fucker was just so much. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No DUIs yet. You know, and, and well, I'm not going to get a DUI. Man, they are. Yeah, there's um in Delaware, man. I don't know what it's like out country-wise, Wyoming or um where you're at in Michigan, but like there's a thing in Delaware, man. Like, so I live near a resort town in Delaware, and it's basically a party town. It's a beach town, and one way in, one way out. You go north, you go south, and man, you hit up a bar. There's not a shit ton of Ubers around here. Like, you a lot of people are driving. And you catch a DUI quick and it almost seems like the lawyers are in with the cops. Somebody's getting a fucking kickback (laughs) because it's just too easy to get one and then just too easy to get off of it for the right amount of money. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. And and you're like how something's going on with these numbers. And 
I don't know, man. I really feel too, as I've gotten older, I understand drinking and driving people can die and that's terrible. But a philosophical issue I have is like, whatever, you pulled me over because I swerved or I forgot to put on a turd signal and now I'm drinking and driving. So I haven't really done any, the drinking and driving hasn't really caused anything you're penalizing me for. Is that right? You're almost like pre, what would that be? Like, like pre, pre, preordained punishment. Like I haven't fucking wrecked a fence yet. I, I haven't <laughs> run anybody over. I haven't crashed into a house. I haven't, and fuck man, if I wreck my car, I got to deal with that shit. Why are you trying to fucking take my license and give me $3,000 in fines on top of everything I got to deal with? Isn't it enough that I wrecked my car? You know, I, I, I have a problem with the philosophy of punitive damage without the actual action. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But at the same time, if I hire a hitman, like if you were a hitman and I wanted you to kill someone, I feel like I should get arrested for that because I'm planning to hurt someone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So intention matters, huh? Yeah, right. But like I'm not intentionally trying to fuck someone up if I'm drinking and driving. Now, if it happens, that's terrible and I should suffer consequences, but I don't know if it should be before it happens as some like preventative. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I think I could agree with that. So you're going to sign the petition. <laughs> I'm going to make this happen. Read the petition. What's it say? What's all involved here? Read it's the that. Program. I'm just, I'm just going to have some like speech to tax translate exactly what I just laid out because apparently it was good enough. <laughs> That's the petition. All right. <laughs> now I'm curious because it takes me to like the whole drug war, war on drugs, and um, yeah, it, it just seems like a way for people to get money to places, and they don't really care about the outcome. Yeah, I would say so because what, it hasn't done anything. Yeah, right. Exactly. So Except made it. someone lots of money. Shit ton of people, jobs and money, man. Shit ton of people, jobs and money. Um, I don't know. That's my rant of drinking and driving. I don't, I'm not pro drinking and driving. I'm just saying like, it's a, if you really think about it, where else would we be okay with accepting punishment for something that could have happened? And we don't even know the true statistics of how often it happens. Yeah. I've never actually thought of that like that. I I mean, that's a good point. Dude, it would be like fining you for having unprotected sex. Yeah, you could have had a kid. Right, you could have had a kid. You could have called herpes, bitch. Like, you could have had twins. $5,000 fine because you swiped right on Tinder and said you would whatever. And you're like, not, dude, that's not how that shit works. Like, I don't have to fucking pay child support because we had unprotected sex. I got to see the kid. Yeah. And it's like, I, there needs to be damage to have these repercussions. And, like, there's a reason the death penalty goes away because seeing people die doesn't stop people from killing other people, right? Like that, that's why they do it. The death penalty does not discourage people from murdering. So why do we keep with the fact that DUIs and arresting people without causing damage is going to dissuade people from drinking and driving? Yeah. It could actually send them into a deeper spiral, right? Oh dude, it, it typically does, man. Cause you fucking lose yeah. your license. You lose your job. You're, you're out. Six grand, you fucking go to jail or some shit. Might like, as well go get hammered tonight, right? Dude, it's depressing. And and yeah, I mean it's it's I don't know, it's a be interesting. I don't know how the law would change. I don't know who the 
politician is that would have the balls to be like, you know what? DUI laws. Too stringent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody know to be on that. Well, I don't know. Mike. Yeah, it's it's uh, they're um they're trying to legalize pot in Delaware. Yeah, and and, and why it, it doesn't matter now because everybody's gonna be, um, you know how how much could you spend changing all the DUI laws, and by the time you got it done, there'd be it'd all be FSD, right? Yeah, well, the interesting thing about the law, they're gonna they're gonna keep the. DUI part and just apply. They're going to like roll pot over to it. Although I don't know how they're going to measure it, right? Like there's no breathalyzer if you just smoke a joint. I, I don't know how when pot break or when you drink and it, whatever your body's absorbing it, that's how they get that like blood alcohol level. Yeah. I don't know what the acceptable pot, pot, pot level, pot alcohol level, blood pot level, whatever they're going to acronym, they're going to give it. I don't know what's going to be the acceptable level because pot stays in your system way longer than alcohol, right? Yeah. The thing I hate about the law is they're not letting people grow their own recreational pot. They're making you buy it. They're forcing you to consume it through vendors that they're regulating. Is this Maryland? Delaware. I mean, where at? Delaware. Delaware. I don't know why I thought Maryland. We're right next to it. So, so, So you can't grow your own there, huh? If it, you can't right now, it's not legal right now. It's decriminalized. Um, We have hemp farms for um, hemp, not pot, but they're trying to pass the law. But again, in that law, it's, you can't grow your own. You'd have to go to like one of like, they're going to have 34 licenses, licenses that they give out in the state. Mm. And it's like, oh, cool. So you're going to give like 20 to your cousins and your friends, and they're going to be able to get all the money. And then like four or five to like minorities. So you can take a picture and think that you're doing good, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then it's like, all right, cool. But if it's yeah. legal, how come I can't grow whatever, 10 pounds a year or five plants a year, you know, like it, that kind of thing just always weirds me out. I don't yeah, like, it's like insider trading basically. Yeah, it really is. And you're supposed to serve, um, as law people talk about rambling, man, your quietness got me rambling like a motherfucker. I just saw that. You said perfect. Plot twist. I'm here to interview you. <laughs> it happens every now and again. It happens every now and again. All right. Well, Kyle, I'm going to assume that you have no idea how the podcast ends. No. Yeah. Most people don't. Only three people have. Shout out Kristen, Jeej, and Eric. Um, you actually might like this Jeej dude. Uh he has this Ahab doll that his grandfather stole from Maine in World War II that's been passed down. And his goal now is to carry this fucking like 40 foot wooden gnome on different adventures and take pictures. And he's, his grandfather did it. And then like Jeej has kind of like the last 20 years tried to not like monetize it just to make money, but like advertise it. And it's pretty fucking cool. Um, I, you can, um, I don't know if he's on Twitter. Um, but if you make a burner Instagram account, you can find Jeej off of my Instagram. <laughs> but it's one of those cool things. It's like Captain Ahab's adventures. But he was prepared. Eric was a pastor. He was prepared. And Kristen, who um, helped me start the pod, she knew because I ran the idea by her. You're going to have to do something that you may be uncomfortable with, my friend. Tell a story about yourself. Can I get your best 
first for last. We've saved the best first for last. Sponsored by Abstinence. Waiting makes it worthwhile. Best first for last. You won't tell me what I what I it, I need to make up the story, huh? Um, so the parameters and everyone repeats it because once I explain it, they're like, "Oh, that was it." Best first, so I hope for a first experience that you've had. That'll be the last thing people get to know about you on the podcast. The best experience that I've had. Best first, first time you blank for the last thing that we get to know about Kyle the quiet introvert who's antisocial and extremely thoughtful. Uh, what's the, uh, what was the question? What's the best first? First what's time the, you did anything, man. First time I did anything. Um, um, that you're willing for your daughter to hear 30 years later. Okay. All right. <laughs> or uh, it doesn't have to be. I can change your name if you want. That's no, fine. <laughs> <laughs> like you won't know like her drawings are in the background <laughs> well it's just it's, it will just be audio the coincidence yeah right exactly fake background um what's and we still got time right because might take me a second to figure out what i'm gonna say yeah absolutely first man. Time I, first time i did something yeah a cool little story i always like i feel like when you get to know and I'm kind of just talking to fill time <laughs> to give you some time to think. But like, I always think people have a bunch of first experiences. I always feel like first experiences are the most memorable. And I think people go through things and they have first times that kind of shape their lives. So I'm always curious when people go through firsts for the first time, if I've gone through it, how does it compare to what I've gone through? Or if not, how does it compare to how I think it would be? I don't know. I guess I, I don't know if I'm weird like that. Like if I'm a thought stalker or an experience creeper. <laughs> okay. Oh gosh. One of my first time experiences. So I don't know why this one's popping in my head, but it's got to be it now. So the first time I ate psychedelic mushrooms. <laughs> um. Gosh, I had to still be in high school. And I was in Coachella Valley. You know, it's the middle of the desert. It's just kind of dirt everywhere. Um, Can I pause you first? Because this is what I want to know. How'd you get them? First time you ate mushrooms, was it a weird thing getting them? Did you have a guy? Was it an older brother, an uncle? How'd you procure, no, procure them? I don't even remember who got me mushrooms, to be honest with you. Uh, it's probably like a friend or something okay um gosh why don't i remember that part of it because it wasn't that great yeah i guess apparently <laughs> um but i was just ended up just in my boxers just sitting and playing in the dirt and thinking about the universe and what did i decide to do I think I kind of decided not to go to the military. You were that thinking, was a lame, lame first story. I'm sorry. No, well, I cut you off, and it's it's poor hosting on my part. 
like what what made you guys want to do like what what was the conversation like to bring up like hey man let's do mushrooms today no i did it by myself i just did the mushrooms by myself yeah what spurred it man i don't know i just wanted to try mushrooms right (laughs) there wasn't like a lucky charms commercial that came on the tv and you were like do you know if i was tripping balls how fun it would be to ride that rainbow uh um no i don't know i don't know what i was doing i don't i was in my head a lot i don't know i don't know what did you think the mushrooms would do for you think it would like reveal something for you or distract you from something no just gosh i don't know i maybe i should have picked a more recent first experience um but even then, I couldn't promise you I'd remember. Um, <laughs> mm. So when you came back, we'll stay on this because I'm kind of curious. You're playing in the dirt in your boxers. Yep. Did you find your clothes? Do you go oh, home yeah, in took, your boxers? Yeah, I took my clothes off on purpose. I knew where they were. Okay. I don't and, know what was going on. I was just playing in the dirt. Nobody found you? That was the middle of the night. My mom was in bed. Um, everybody was sleeping. It was just me in the middle of the night in the dirt field looking at the stars. Is this like your backyard or like how far away from your home? No, it was the yard. Yeah. God. It was. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember how much time it passed? Like you take them at eight, all of a sudden it's three in the morning kind of a thing? Or was it like you took them at eight and it's like eight, ten? Oh, like, yeah, no, funny. yeah, no, time. I was up all night yeah. with those mushrooms. Yep. What do you, did you discover anything? I think I, I, I think I found out that I kind of didn't want to go to the military. Not Nothing against the military. I just kind of. Just, I don't know. Because that was kind of my plan. You know, I did the ROTC thing. Maybe that's it. Or maybe I'm getting mushroom experiences mixed up. I don't know. (laughs) We'll put them together for the hell of it. Yeah. How, um, how serious were you about going to the military? Like, had you signed any papers, seen a recruiter? See, that's why I'm thinking I'm getting my stories mixed up because that story I was telling you about was in California. And then I, right after I graduated high school, I moved to Michigan and, and lost 80 pounds for the Navy, oh, wow. um, signed up and everything. Um, but then ended up moving to get to know my dad instead because I hadn't really grown up with him. So I don't know. I just decided to do that. So, so now my see now, you know, my story's fucking bullshit because uh, I was fixing something up. So maybe it was a different, I don't fucking know. I don't know what I did. I don't know if I got anything profound from it, except that. Well, oh, that was fucking different. What happened? Well, I mean, if you're thinking it made you not want to go to the military, what if you lost 80 pounds, dude, that's a, that's a fucking commitment. Well, so you must've been serious about going. Yeah, I was serious about going. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm positive that was not the profound 
eureka I had because that <laughs> then the military thing came after that. So I, I'm wrong about that. So I don't know what profoundness I got from that first experience. Maybe it was just my first experience with mushrooms. I don't know. No doubt. Everybody remembers their first time. I'm just going to call this the best first clusterfuck for last for you. Ah, yes, thank you. Because <laughs> it's kind of, dude, it, I, I love it because you're very much like me where you, and you're more polite because you're like, see, I'm just going to ramble. And me, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, just ramble. Just go. Like, I, lo- uh, I love, I uh, love, yeah. Yeah, this I love just following. More official. I'd, I'd ramble if this felt less official. No, dude, it's fine. But I am curious then, dude, again, 80 pounds, man, that's, like that's not like a weekend jog. No, that was one year. One year of of like uh, training, running, and and eating. Not I. I don't want to say dieting. I just wasn't eating uh, a bunch of junk, and I yeah. and I wasn't eating seconds. You know, right? I really didn't do anything special. Um, it actually so. is pretty easy to lose weight if you can be active and just have a little discipline on your eating. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it doesn't have to easy. be a diet for sure. And I've gained it back since, but you know, it'd be nice to lose it again. So then what got you out of the, um, wanting to go to the Navy? Well, I see, I think that was mushrooms again, <laughs> com- <laughs> combined mushrooms combined with wanting to get to know my father because he, he, you know, like I said, he wasn't, you know, by chance wasn't around much when I was growing up. So I, it's like I was missing, um, a foundation and I was about to go build a house, you know, that's the Navy and I was missing a foundation. So I just kind of decided to do that instead. I was what, 19 or 18 when I decided to say, you know, I'm not going to go in the military. I'm going to go get to know my dad. Um, and it worked out. You know, and maybe I didn't get what I, what I was looking for, but I got what I was needed, you know. Would you, were you looking for like, even at that time, were you hoping to go with dad and find like some sort of truth, some sort of identity? Cause when I yeah, went I to the military, I like, it was an identity changer or affirmate affirmer for me, where I was like, I felt I knew where my lane was. Yeah, I think that was. I was looking for something in me, you know, look, trying to understand myself, I guess, maybe through understanding and getting to know my dad. And what'd you come away with? That he's a good human, but you know, I won't, I won't get back a childhood, you know, you know, I'm not going to have, and it's not, it's not going to be a childhood with a dad, you know what I mean? But I got to meet my father and I got to get to know my father and I got to, um, I learned to kick ass trade from him. He's a cool guy. <laughs> how long had it been? Like how long had you not seen him? What was the gap? Um, gosh, I don't remember. So I didn't meet him until I was like 10 or 11. And then, that's when we moved to California. And I, I think that original move to California was pretty much so I could be closer to my dad. So I could know my dad, but then, you know, shit happens, you know what I mean? And he wasn't around again for a while. And I don't remember exactly how much time, um, but there was just a gap where, you know, he, he wasn't around again. Um, yeah. Again, I've got our feelings, dad. Love you. Yeah. Um, 
it's tough, man. Like adult things. I was actually um, speaking with the guy I was talking about um, with you earlier for the audio check in um, his podcast. We had gotten into that. He uh, winds up getting divorced. Lars, he has four kids and he loves his kids. And um, he was trying to reconcile with his father. And he had some issues where he was like, dad, I feel like I love my kids, but I don't feel like you love me the way I love my kids. And it was fucking with him. And his dad was basically like 72 years old at this point. And his dad was like, talk to me when I, when you're 72 about what love is. <laughs> and yeah. sometimes at the age of 18, you don't know what it's like to be 35, to be 40, to, to be whatever age and everything that the accumulation of your life choices have gone through. You can't understand that as a kid without the experience. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, uh, I don't know when, when you're saying things like, you know, I, I didn't get to see my dad. We're not, I'm not trying in any way to uh, disparage your shit on your father. You know, things come up where it's like, it's just, I, I gotta go. <laughs> like yeah. It's not good Should to happen. be around. Shit happens. Um, Did you get to have some like, talks with him about it or was it something kind of unspoken with him uh going uh it's probably more unspoken maybe um but i mean we spent a lot of time together and we had a lot of good times right yeah so yeah and you feel like connected with him now do you talk to him pretty regularly uh, I'm weird about talking to people over the phone. <laughs> so, Dad, if you're listening, start a podcast. You can get your kid yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm a sh- shitty at talking to people. Like, you're keeping in contact with people. It's like basically, it's like if they're in front of me, that's that's who I'm talking to mostly. Gotcha. I, yeah, that's funny, man. I'm kind of the same way. Yeah, I should probably call him. <laughs> That's why you came on this pod <laughs> to be reminded yeah. to give your dad a call. <laughs> All right, man. Well, Kyle, I don't know if it was awkward for you the whole time, but I enjoyed just kind of thinking about shit and getting to know a little more about you, man. I um, I really appreciate you saying yes, answering my Twitter message, and um, thank you, man. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. You have a beautiful evening. Do the same, my friend. Best to you and your family. Tell your girl, keep making that art. Art in the background is beautiful. And I've now become (laughs) an expert on the subject I like most. Big thanks to Kyle for overcoming his reluctance to talk to people, in order to talk to this complete stranger in Delaware, and coming on the Getting to Know You pod. Best of luck to you, my friend, with your education going forward. And remember, C's get degrees. Thanks to AndrePsyche.com for sponsoring the Getting to Know You pod. Please, dear listener, go to AndrePsyche.com for some trippy-ass merch that's worth checking out. If you have not already, please, friend, follow the Getting to Know You pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The word of the pod, Socratic. The word of the pod, so, so, so Socratic is the word of the pod. Post Socratic on any of our social media or tag the Getting to Know You pod when you use it on yours to get a shout out on our very next podcast. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, and review the Getting to Know You pod on Apple, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform. You can also go to our Patreon to support the pod for as little as $2 a month if you've enjoyed getting to know any of our guests. 
And finally, you or someone you know would like to become a sponsor of or advertise on the Getting to Know You pod, we would love to partner with you. We have a wide-ranging global audience that would like to get to know more about your brand or business. Interested? Just message us. Later, Gator.